The New Orleans Pelicans were supposed to play two games over the weekend. Instead, they only play one, though, an overtime win over the Milwaukee Bucks and then a postponement against the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's talk about it in the Monday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, ready to recap a kinda weekend of action for the Pelicans. Big win over the Milwaukee Bucks in overtime on Friday. Final score to that one, 116-112. And then a postponement, the first of the season for New Orleans against the Philadelphia 76ers who are dealing with COVID issues. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms five days a week, Monday through Friday. No paywall or anything like that, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Trade rumors, Stuff going on with the team and play on the court. We cover it all. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. All right, so let's dive into a big win for the Pelicans, 116-112 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks dealing with COVID issues, injuries, rolling out a weird starting group. No Giannis in this one. No Chris Middleton in this one. No Bobby Portis in this one. Instead, you saw a starting lineup of guys like Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, DeMarcus Cousins, by the way, remember him, and of course, beloved Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday went off in this one. Uh, sorry, 40 points on the night. That's a career high for him, by the way. When teams, when guys play against New Orleans, they tend to do pretty well, particularly backcourt people. He was the one that was stopping that from happening in the past. And now since he's been gone the past two years, opponent backcourts are tearing up New Orleans. And that's something we're going to talk about in the next segment too, because the Pelicans did win this, right? And you've got to give them a lot of credit for that, even though it's against a team that's pretty banged up. And this is probably the best overall performance you might have seen from the starting lineup as a whole. Josh Hart in this one flirted with a triple-double, 11 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists. Those are excellent numbers. 0 for 2 from 3, but when he's putting up that kind of contribution, being that kind of secondary, third, creator, whatever, I think is a real big thing for him, and that's been a big emergence for him this year. Them empowering him to make reads, find cutters, dish the ball, and kind of add an element to his game that we haven't seen before. You also had Jonas Valanciunas come through, particularly late in this game when they needed a bucket or two. 24 points from the big man on the night. 11 of 15 shooting. Sign me up for that. He knew he could get down low and score. He didn't need to shoot threes in this one. He managed to burn the Milwaukee Bucks when they didn't have the rim protection of a guy like Giannis down low to really try and take some of that off of him. DeMarcus Cousins wasn't going to be able to stop him whatsoever. DeMarcus Cousins, by the way, in this game, minus 10 on the night. That was tied for the worst when it comes to the Bucks alongside Grayson Allen, who got hot from three. 25 points from him. Seven made threes. It's really annoying, really annoying that he's been 
a decent enough NBA player. Then you had Herb Jones in this one, 17 points, 6 of 9 shooting, working off ball. He doesn't have a jumper that's reliable enough, but he can go and do some other things. He just moves and hustles. You've heard me sing his praises. We should be singing his praises because he's been that good all year long. The ways he can impact the game is wonderful. For a rookie to put up 17 points on nine shots, getting fouled a bunch on his drives to the basket, his cuts to the basket, that's really impressive. Being able to make five free throws there, that's excellent. That shooting efficiency is going to keep him in the league for a really long time alongside his defensive prowess, even if he doesn't end up having a jumper. That's how impressive he has been. Four assists for him on the night, too. Again, like solid if unspectacular, though he's kind of spectacular in terms of points when it comes to this one. Then you have Brandon Ingram, who didn't have a good shooting night, but did make a couple of threes, rebounds and assists, five each, 22 points on the night. He knew he didn't need to be the guy and deferred a little bit more than you've normally seen from him recently since he's been on such a hot streak, but sometimes you've got to know who the hot hands are. It was Valanciunas in this case, it was dishing the ball to Herb Jones in this case, and most importantly... It was Devontae Graham picking up where he left off after that game winner over the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's had a real good two games since I said he's been really bad. I don't know if he listened to Locked on Pelicans. He he probably didn't. But I like to think that I can take a little bit of credit for this. He's been outstanding the past two games, including hitting that miraculous shot against the, the Thunder. But in this one, he was 8 of 12, all from deep. His three-point shot falling, 66.6%, 67% of a rounding up here, 26 points on the night, four assists, three steals, four rebounds, and just one turnover. That three-point shot falls, you can do almost, almost whatever you like. He's needed that bit of a resurgence. He hadn't been shooting well in November, shooting under 34% from three. That is not what they signed him for. And then... What I loved from him in this game was down the stretch, the Bucks got out to a four or five point lead in this one, and you saw Drew Holiday, who was cooking, right? Go and make a couple of buckets. And then Graham got the ball, demanded the ball too, and was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to score. And shot the three, made it. Next possession, calling for the ball, gets it, shoots it, makes it. Going shot for shot with Drew Holiday, keeping the Pelicans in this one. And then in overtime, he did the majority of the work. This was a guy who just knew it was going. His confidence was flowing and he went out and he did it. Five of the Pelicans, 13 points in overtime. That led the team. It's exactly what you want. When Drew Holiday was cooking in OT2, he scored six of the Bucks nine. You needed a guy that can answer that. It wasn't going to be Brandon Ingram in this because he understood who the hot hand was and was facilitating to Devontae Graham. That's what you want to see. Just a well-rounded performance from the team, really trying hard, making the right kind of plays, getting contributions in different areas, really good win for New Orleans. But does that mean it's a good win? And that's what I want to talk about coming up because the Pelicans have won three of their last four. But, and I know you guys don't want to hear me say that, Let's not get carried away with ourselves just yet. So that's coming up here. I'll explain what I mean coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? They're business is that are scamming you. 
They're out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Don't get scammed. Don't just like throw money out the door essentially and feel terrible about it too. So Truebill is here for you. They have over 2 million users and have helped save them $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for you all. No paywall, Monday through Friday, talking everything you want to know about the team. So we just went over the big win for the Milwaukee Bucks or against the Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry. You know, it's a solid win. That is a good team. When you have Drew Holiday putting that team on his back and going out and putting up a career high just to win, I'll take it, right? And at this point, the Pelicans need to get any sort of wins they can and any sort of momentum. But I'm going to caution against thinking that they've turned the corner. Yes, they are 3-1 and one in their last four. But when you look at some of those wins, I'd say they're a little bit less than inspiring. This one against the Bucs, right? They are missing everybody. The Bucs are missing everybody. And it still took the Pelicans... Minus Zion, so not quite at full strength, but like full full strength so far this season, right? Kind of heroic performances from people to go out and just get that victory at home when the Bucks could easily have just kind of mailed this one in, right? You also have the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's a team that doesn't want to win games, right? No Lou Dort in that game, who's been a real key part for them this season. And you escape with a 113-110 win on a miraculous last second shot that, you know, was like NBA record for the distance that it went. Your other win before that is, again, a blowout win over the Detroit Pistons. It's the Pistons. They're terrible. So when I look at this team, yeah, they're 3-1 and one in their last four, but I'm not going to say that they've turned a corner. They are absolutely absolutely playing better, right? And this kind of just shows where this team is. They're they're not all of that all that great or amazing without Zion Williamson. They can get some wins. They can beat bad teams. They're going to struggle against people with talent. If the Bucks were at full strength, I have no doubt they would have like taken it to the Pels. And that's also fine, right? That can be where this team is right now. They're at least not nearly as bad as the team that we saw start the year where they were losing to those awful teams. You're winning those games now. So you're seeing players kind of get bought into what Willie Green is doing. You're seeing good team chemistry. You're seeing that chemistry turn into their play out there on the court. Those are all really, really quality things and we should be happy about it without thinking this team is you know world beaters and if they want to start to convince me they can right it's going to come over these next couple of games you have a very winnable slate coming up this game against philly will get rescheduled at some point but to what tuesday i think it is yeah tuesday tomorrow you have portland at home portland's bad this year you also then after that are at Orlando, that's a very winnable game. They're dealing with COVID issues too right now. Um, And so when you start to look at their schedule coming up and then you get OKC again the day after Christmas, that's three winnable games right there before being at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers who are good. If you go three and one 
over those four games, I'll start to believe this team is is much improved. They're better right now, right? But I'm not going to say this team is good. I'm not going to say they've turned the corner just yet. You're still getting subpar guard play from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. The bench isn't giving you much of anything. Sadoransky and Temple combined for one made shot. They shouldn't be playing. They should be trying like anything other than them, please, um, in this one. So when you look at this team, I'm, I, they're, they're good enough to beat bad teams and teams that are struggling. That's kind of where I see them. They're not losing to those teams anymore, which they were doing in the beginning of the year, so you could call this one an improvement. They absolutely need to do a better job of defending opposing guards. They don't have anyone in the backcourt that defends well. Devontae Graham doesn't. He's been really bad on that side of the ball, and he's undersized. Temple and Sadoransky, not at all, right? Nikhil isn't good there. And when you look at some of these past games, Drew Holiday, 40, right? Shea Gilgis-Alexander going for 33 against the Pelicans. Yeah, you beat the the um, Detroit Pistons. That's great. That's great. But you also got blown out by San Antonio and let two like slightly above-average guards in um, Murray and White torch you. They need to have an answer for what opponents are doing in the backward. Grayson Allen went for 25 points, right? You're going to lose a lot of games if you don't contain some of the guard play, and New Orleans still struggles with that on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see how they do over these next four. If they go 3-1, and one, I'll start to believe in them a little bit more, particularly if they get a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. If they go 2-2, two and two, I'm going to be disappointed with the stretch that they have coming up. And look, they need to do this because... The schedule to start January is rough. After that Cleveland game, they're off for three days. But then you go on the road to Milwaukee, who should be through some of this COVID stuff. You have a back-to-back set at home against Utah and then Phoenix. Home back-to-back's better than road back-to-back or home and away back-to-back. But those are two really, really good teams. Then you get the Golden State Warriors, that's four games in six days that are absolutely brutal. You're on the road to Toronto, which who knows how that's going to go. You get Minnesota after that, and it eases off somewhat there, but that first stretch, those first four games in six days are brutal. There's a good chance of going 0-4 in that stretch, so you need to take care of business over these next four because this is kind of your easiest window you're going to have for a while. You've got to get those wins when they can't. When they, when you can, and show that you're a significantly improved team, that you're capable of winning these, and it's not just kind of an up and down train ride. That's where I think we're really going to start to see what this team's kind of made of over these next four. But they didn't play. They got maybe a break by not playing the Philadelphia 76ers or the Sixers maybe got a break. Let's talk about that situation, what the NBA is doing, because they just, as I'm recording this, announced a new rule about how they're going to handle some of the COVID stuff going forward, which I actually really like. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. This episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better yet, with a lot of the flavors, better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness. Rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low in calories, sugar, and net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, and they have so many flavors to choose from. If you get on their website, built.com, and you're like, oh, I want to try that, I want to try that, I want to try that, and that's probably how you're going to be, just get a mix box. You get two of each of the nine different flavors they have that are the regular flavors, and then if you want, get an extra box of one that looks really intriguing, maybe one of the limited time flavors that they have, like the coconut brownie chunk 
Blanc. I have a churro flavor, which is pretty awesome. Things are great to give you that extra fuel, whether you're having one for breakfast, before, after a workout. Whenever you just need a little bit of a boost, Built Bar can really give that for you. So tell Santa to throw some of these Built Bars in your stocking. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march towards the playoffs. Big win for the Saints in the black and gold. 9-0 over, over the Buccaneers. But look, if you bet on the Saints, you would have won some money right there. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Look, it's college bowl season. You need to make those a little bit interesting somehow. And I know you're going to watch them. I'm watching them too. I had the Bahamas Bowl on the other day. So head to their new up updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your free money. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Gutty, big win, owning Brady on the road for the black and gold, the Saints. So make sure you're checking out Locked On Saints with Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. I'm tuning in. It's how I stay up to date with everything going on with the team. So second listen, Locked On Saints. First listen, Locked On Pelicans. All right, so... I just went over the the win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Why I don't think this team is for real just yet or, or completely has turned the corner just yet. But if you do well over these next four, I'll, I'll start to believe they've turned a corner a little bit here. But they didn't play on Sunday night because the Philadelphia 76ers are dealing with a COVID outbreak alongside just the normal injuries that kind of happen over the course of the year. They didn't have eight available players. That is the minimum you need to play a basketball game if you are a team in the NBA. And they weren't able to make it happen, so the league just made the decision to postpone this game. Look, it's the right call. It might have been an easier win for New Orleans. You could argue that. So you would have wanted this to go on for the Pels to grab that victory. But they'd be playing a team that is ravaged by COVID. They have three players out due to COVID. Probably other guys have this somewhere and it just hasn't been reported yet. Or they haven't been tested and and so they're not in the health and safety protocols. All that stuff, right? Given them having an outbreak though, for those of you, and I saw a lot of people really angry about this on Twitter... Do you really want this team to have played the Philadelphia 76ers who are dealing with COVID? Since the beginning of the pandemic, March of 2020, the Pelicans haven't had an outbreak. They really haven't had any issues with COVID. We know some of the players had it at one point, I believe three at least during that bubble season. But overall, they have been very good uh, following the protocols, the medical staff, You guys get it. Has done a real good job of protecting the team, following all the rules. I don't want them to go into a situation where for for a potentially easier win, and you don't know if they were going to win that game or not necessarily, they risk getting COVID and then having to deal with what some of these other teams are going are are dealing with, right? You've seen the Nets decimated by them, the Bucks pretty decimated by it. Um, other teams are like completely like gutted due to COVID. Can we keep the Pelicans away from all of that? Do we want to be dealing with this where it's like, oh man, these guys, Brandon Ingram's not playing, let's say, because of a COVID outbreak on the team or something like that? Like, would you, how are you going to feel if Herb Jones can't play? Because he probably got it playing the Philadelphia 76ers in some capacity. 
it's not worth the win in, in trying to play this team shorthanded or anything like that. I don't think so. I think this is the right move for the league. But look, the league doesn't want to postpone games. You're never you're not going to see a forfeit. They're going to do everything in their earthly power to reschedule the game before there would be a forfeit victory in the NBA. It's going to be hard to do that because they don't want to have to reschedule games because things are you know most places back to normal. The Smoothie King Center is hosting concerts, shows, things like that. You can't just pick like random date, whatever, and reschedule the game there because there might be a conflict. Things might be booked up, right? You just saw the Super Bowl move because it's Bacchus and Toth Sunday. So if there's conflicts, it means rescheduling these games is going to be really hard. So the NBA is going to do everything they can to try and go forward. It's why you're not going to see them just shut down for a week or two. And frankly, they would need to shut down for probably about a month, but likely not until mid-February things going to get better. So you're going to play games. So here's what the NBA is doing, and I love this. They're putting hardship exceptions in there right now. This is different than injury replacements and things like that, let's call it. Let's call it a covid hardship player. You are allowed to sign one player for every player that is on the injury report due to COVID or health and safety or who has tested positive for COVID. So not just necessarily in health and safety protocols, but tested positive for COVID. You can sign a guy. He will not count against the salary cap. He will not count against the luxury tax or anything like that. So the Golden State Warriors can sign someone and it won't cost them like a bazillion dollars to sign a dude for one single day. That's a good rule. It lets people you know, these games be able to be played. I think that's an important thing of what the NBA wants. Now, the rule gets a little bit more interesting where if you have two players test positive for COVID, you are required, required to sign somebody. So if two guys are out, you, you're required to sign one. If three guys are out due to COVID, say the like the Philadelphia 76ers here, you are required to sign two players and so on and so forth, right? It's one less than the number of people you have out. I love this. Like, it's a smart rule. One, it means the games are going to go on. And I think that's an important thing if the NBA is to, to go forward with this because I don't think rescheduling games is going to be a realistic thing. I also love it because it means G League guys are going to get a lot of call-ups. So a bunch of G League guys that are young, trying to like kind of prove themselves in the league and things like that are going to get call-ups. That's kind of exciting, right? If you are a newer NBA fan, look up um, Sunyata Games. Just look him up and the game-winning shot he had after being called up from the G League like a decade plus ago now. It was such a cool story. Give me more of that. Get some of these guys in. Maybe one of them goes off and earns an NBA contract or other looks around the league. I think this is great. This is why you invest money in the G League to have these guys kind of here when you need them. And it's time for that. If the Pelicans get hit with COVID, and I hope they don't, I'm looking forward to guys getting called up from the Birmingham squadron to see them at the NBA level and get their chance. Hungry guys that want to go out and play. That's so cool to me. I wish it wasn't because of this case, but I'm looking at it as it is. And I think this is going to be kind of fun. We're going to get some great stories in this. It gets some, an injection of new players and blood into the league. I think that can be a good thing. So I really like this rule by the NBA. I think it's the right kind of compromise. And I think there's some benefit to be had from taking these steps since, look, Canceling and postponing is probably the smart move. It's not going to happen. So they're doing what they can, and I kind of 
like this and I'm excited to see some of these stories and some of the players that are going to come through. But hopefully we don't have to deal with this much more going forward in New Orleans. This game will get rescheduled. We'll let you know when it is, when that happens. But it'll get played. It's not going to be a forfeit victory or anything like that. All right. Thank you for listening to Locked On Pelicans. Tell me, do you think the Pelicans have turned the corner or are you like me waiting just a little bit longer to see what ends up happening with this team? So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.